I feel when you're selling a solution or when you're selling a product, and if it is if it involves um, decision making for a large scale like a company, no one would decide over the phone for sure. And there are various uh, things, intelligences that the inter, uh, that the marketing teams can offer to the sales team, which is will be very complimentary. If you in this era today, in the technology era today, I feel the human touch will make a huge difference in sales. Hi everyone! Welcome to the No Name Podcast. Um, welcome to the another episode. Also, uh, today we have a very special guest with us. Uh, his name is Bhanu Prakash Ravilu. Uh, he is my former colleague, and uh, he has been a seasoned sales professional. He has been in this industry since last twenty years, and uh, he was uh, he has worked for companies like uh, AOL. Uh, Sonata Software and uh, Dell and whatnot. So uh, today's conversation, I wanted to keep it around sales, and whoever is in sales professional will find this conversation really engaging and really uh, helpful for their careers. So having said that, uh, let's bring Bhanu in, and if you like the conversation, please do subscribe the channel. So let's get Bhanu on the call. Hey Bhanu, how are you? Hi Project, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm I'm doing good. So, uh, shall we start the conversation right away? Yeah, I think we, we are good to start. I have already introduced you to our listeners. I mean, uh, it's been twenty years you have been in sales industry, right? So, uh, I would be. I am actually excited to kind of know what how your journey has been. There are a lot of inputs that you might give to our listeners. Whoever is in the sales profession, uh, so now sales profession, they can definitely get something uh, you know good out of it. So, having yes. said, uh, you know, uh, I. I Want to understand how was your journey? How it started for you? I mean, how was the sales started? Uh, which company joined first, and then why sales? Uh, you know, before all these things. Okay, uh, first to firstly to start with the project. I mean, I'd like to thank you um, profusely for giving me an opportunity to you know come over to your uh, you know podcast and uh, share my experiences. Um, this overall intent of uh, you know sharing our experiences with. Uh, a lot of folks on, on a, in a, a wider media and also uh, uh, hoping that this will benefit a lot of you know people and youngsters is a great idea and uh, on that note i'd like to start this uh, call and um, since you told me that uh, you want to know um, how my journey started why am i passionate about uh, selling and uh, why sales why did i choose sales and uh, a little bit about my career i would like to start off today um let me start it so um you know i started off early early a very early age after my 10th standard um i was uh, extremely keen on doing making some extra earnings i had a lot of uh, hobbies for you know i used to be uh, playing a lot of cricket and serious cricket so i needed a lot of uh, gadgets like a good english willow bat or you know good gear to play cricket so I wanted to earn some extra bucks, so that that was some initial stages where I wanted to take up a job. So that at that point of time, um, you know, um, uh, there used to be a organizer of exhibitions called Ice Ice Exhibitions, and uh, uh, they used to come out with some very innovative products and also a little bit of a small amusement park and some eateries. And this used to happen exactly during summers or winters. Okay. And uh, they used to hire a lot of uh, school passouts and college passouts to just uh, man the uh, stalls. So uh, I got an opportunity to uh, man one of the um, stalls in uh, ice exhibitions, and I I ended up garnering a huge crowd in front of a uh, uh, in a in front of a stall. And um, this is for just a small product like a you know garlic peeler. Mm-hmm. So the shop vendor he had discovered that he was using this bat grips, the cricket bat rubber grips, and he used to put uh, you know your uh, uh, garlic inside and just roll it. So all the garlic used to come out peeled out. So that was an idea that he wanted to sell. But I used to do that demo, and a lot of people used to come. Mostly uh, exhibition, you have a lot of ladies coming in, and garlic is something everyone wants to peel quickly. So there used to be a lot of huge crowd. Come in front of our uh, stall, and I used to demo this and sell it instantly. 
and uh, this overall experience gave me a huge kick initially it was about money and making that extra bucks and later on uh, when i wanted to shift to a different stall the shop owner didn't want to let go of me i mean that whole experience of you know you being uh, a possession for a product for a company and your uh, skills being able to convince others uh, that that gave me a different experience altogether and it's it, it's i started to ponder over about what else can i do okay i felt that i discovered a talent in me mm-hmm. which was i mean which was something which i had never discovered and that gave me a huge kick and then post that um, uh, one of the visitors to the stall was a distributor of india today's magazines so he told me uh, can you get some uh, people like minded uh, guys like you and can you distribute this news uh, you know this uh, magazine for me and that uh, that particular month i remember it was uh, uh, somewhere around uh, 2000 some world cup was going on okay so that world cup edition of that magazine we sold across across bangalore in most of the it parks that is uh, all the just then it was a boom it was a boom and then we sold it in all those it parks we sold those magazines and uh, made a lot of money i mean during those days and i mean it was a totally different experience and uh, in my house uh, in my room there were like around uh, 5000 copies of that book and my parents and everyone used to wonder like what the what is this guy what are you days doing like what is this It's just school out out of school and you started doing something what is all these magazines coming home and you are having so many calls and they had given me a pager and everything so that overall experience of you know doing sales and also uh, taking up that responsibility was very very thrilling and and uh, a totally great experience and i had some three to four people working with me we used to work in sync about how to sell things and start make money and then i used to make uh, i used to keep maintain a register about how many how many guys have worked for how many hours and sold how many magazines and then pay give payouts to them and manage that for this distributor mm-hmm. and uh, that was that whole experience started off that is how sales started for me right and then um, the overall uh, these skills also helped me in terms of negotiating in life overall and taking decisions and uh, this this overall i felt it was like a an extra uh, an extra strength that i got from this overall experience about dealing and interacting with people understanding their mindset and giving them what they like and as per their mindset pitching something selling the product as per their mindset okay so while this was all happening um, then uh, i got an opportunity to work with i had finished my second pc and then i got a chance to work with america online one of my friend just took me along with this for an interview which he wanted to attend and uh, i also happened to just make a, pre- a resume along with him and then i attended the interview in america online so uh just uh, after say uh, this was uh, 2002 jan uh, i got an offer from aol to mm-hmm. come and join them i was like totally thrilled and uh, i joined night college for my uh, degree and then uh, started working here and uh, this was a life changing experience for me working in aol we got world class experience in terms of getting trained in uh, soft skills language skills as well as overall sales training that we got right. and uh, the culture in such that was in netscape and aol was we used to wait to get back to the office even though it was night shift even though it was traveling to itpl which was like 3 hours of traveling from the city i mean but still the culture in this in the company was such that you know everyone wanted to go back and sell and uh, they were all waiting to there used to be a concept called um, we were, we had a huge cafeteria and uh, there used to be a wall of fame and whoever performs best in that month there used to be their photo used to be popped up on that uh, in a wall of fame and it used to be called as roaring tigers and we used to work hard like crazy to be featuring there and we used to get incentives like t-shirts and maybe mobile pouches caps and so many what not i mean it used to be sporting those yeah, t-shirts itself was a matter of pride and uh, all this accumulative and the skill sets that i learned in aol see they bought some uh, in their sales training they got some really good skill sets also which uh, going forward i will uh, you know narrate it to you so this is how my journey started and this is how the passion for sales i built in 
uh, and uh, this international sales portfolio is big begun for me right right i mean it's an interesting journey right i mean childhood hobby and then it got converted into a profession and now yeah. it's like a look for you like 95 job yeah so yeah in, in that way so uh, uh, bano has been 20 years you are in, in this industry right i mean you've worked yeah. for a lot of companies and all those so how do you think sales has changed so far so like uh, uh, you started and now i think it must be a huge uh, you know difference so what do you think are the things that have changed totally in sales yeah so um, yeah definitely that is actually an amazing question project because you know uh, definitely it will give a perspective about how the trends keep changing and how we need to continuously keep reinventing ourselves and updating ourselves about the upcoming trends Absolutely. so uh, to, to begin with see uh, initially uh, when i joined a call center then selling on the phone itself was a new concept okay 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 so, uh, maybe across across or is it like uh, you know uh, you were uh, given some uh, targets and you were just given some given a territory and you were just making calls now this is a this was a hardcore call center i was working for america online and uh, they had advertised for um, uh, free trial Achha. And monthly $23.90 for an internet connection. Right. Okay. So you can call in and cancel after a month and you will not be charged. If you are cancelled, if you don't cancel, you'll continue getting billed and you'll have the service. So you would have non-stop call coming in. And in a day, I would attend more than 100 plus calls. And my job was to go ahead and uh, register those customers okay. and sign them up for a free free trial. So that, that was my job. And then I had to explain the feature bridges and benefits. Hmm. Feature was, uh, you know, uh, this is what we sell. Bridges, this is fantastic. And benefits are like maybe various features that is available. Okay. So that was how it used, it used to be. So that calling over the phone, I mean, selling over the phone itself was a concept then, which was unknown. And um, post that, um, we got into outbound calling wherein we would call the customer and then ask on a pretext as to what is he doing about his. Then when I moved into Dell, I was in an outbound call center where I used to call customers who are our existing laptop owners and ask them, how is their laptop doing? And uh, do they have their warranty? And if they don't have warranty, tell them what are the issues, challenges they might face if they don't have a warranty. If the system breaks down. What are the challenges? What are the kinds of cost, cost of product and uh, parts are? and how it is important to upgrade your system, how outdated the system is and what is the upgrades that is required and try to upsell warranty and if necessary, upgrade their hardware. Say for example, update, upgrade their hard drive or a processor or maybe update the new system, sell them and upsell a new system to him. Right, right. So it, those it, kind it, of sales. Everything is yeah, all this over the phone. Yeah. So this was from inbound, I moved into outbound. Okay. And after going to outbound, um, I started moving into something called as technology sales. I was, I started getting bored about selling something over the phone, just a product. Then I wanted to sell something which is a technology. When I sell an idea, a new technology and how it can transform an organization from selling something to one consumer and then a consumer product. And then selling a solution to a customer, like a cloud solution, maybe infrastructure, changing the company's infrastructure and how it can benefit their company on the long run, on the short run. And what are the technological benefits that they get from going into the cloud and how um, scalable it is and how, um, how that scalability helps them, and how it makes that more reliable. So I moved into a company called GoGrid where I started selling uh you know cloud services and cloud infrastructure so that is another trend change in trend and um, over there we could just not call people just not call a customer we didn't have any customer base we had to call do a study before calling in we used to make profiles of customers that is physically we used to make profiles we used to open excel sheets and enter a company's website and then 
enter the company's profile like who are the CEOs, CIOs, if there is any information and do a deep down study of what the customer is doing, what the company is doing and why do they need cloud and uh, are they having a platform hmm. and uh, do they need a platform now and how will that help him? Do a little bit study and then get their uh, contact details from various sources and try calling them. So we used to make, make every day five profiles and make around 30 calls a day. So that was kind of a routine that we used to have. And then we started converting them. So monthly we used to have around two or three meetings arranged and then turnouts and stuff like that. So that, that more became where that, that is where we entered into a phase where we used to do a lot of, uh, 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 discovery work on customers is to do a lot of uh, preparation in terms of uh, understanding who the customer is, doing a lot of groundwork there. So there was a change there. So the number of calls we used to make from 100 calls a day to we came down to 30 calls a day or 25 calls a day. But our research work used to be a lot more, profiling used to be a lot more. So as in from there, I moved into a company called Dimension Data where we had everything ready. We had a LinkedIn profile. We used to have a, a Salesforce where there, there used to be a lot of information ready for us. We used to get gathered a lot of information about who is who in that company, who are the profiles. And we used to systematically call them, log the calls, keep reminders. And we used to have a strategy about what are the kinds of emails which are ready to be sent out to each customer. So uh, there's, there was a pattern that was followed. And we used to have customer meetings continuously arranged in the US, for our US field sales team to go ahead and meet them. And then we used to follow up and sync, be in sync with the field sales team. And we used to follow up with the customer for the next meeting and understand what is happening internally and gather further intelligences for the sales team. Like there will be uh, uh, news in the internet about the company's initiatives online, uh, cloud initiatives, be their IT initiatives their budget for IT spends. All that used to be gathered by us and handed to the field sales team who then used to go ahead and use that intelligence to gather further connects and then try to convince the customer on different various aspects as to how they can benefit them. Mm -hmm. So this was another phase. So uh, there's a huge change. You can see the change in stage by stage. Now today we are in a stage where there is data available about what is the customer actively looking for? Mm -hmm. And uh, we just have to tap that information and go after those clients who are really interested. There are so many clients today, see if they have any, uh, say for example, if they require uh, a data engineer, okay, they put, up, put it up in their LinkedIn pages what they have a requirement for data engineers. It may be for the, they have taken up a project or they may be doing inter, in, internal purposes. But when we get, do a little bit of study, we'll get to know whether they are doing those services or is it for their personal purposes. And then we can go about uh, sending out various details in various sources to various profiles on what their need is. And then maybe we can bag a order from them. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is this was going to be my next question, actually. So a uh, sales uh, is a complicated job. I mean, uh, you have to go uh, on people, you have to convince them that this is something that you need at the first place before they even think yeah. of making the decision. Whether to so how, what are the techniques, uh, you know, uh, the salespeople normally uh, should uh, have that in mind? Like, okay, <clears throat> I have a product. Now I want to kind of sell out there. So there's some, uh, as you said, there is a lot of uh, inside information, uh, you know, available uh, of the customers. But at the same time, they also need to learn about their products. They also need to learn what they are selling, why they are selling. So I wanted to ask you a, a broader question to see, uh, to kind of know what exactly the techniques that you used to follow or you still follow to convince people or at the same time to kind of go uh, for what they need and then sell it. See, um, when I'm going ahead and um, there are various stages in a sales cycle. Like first thing is prospecting, yeah. identifying your prospects. That itself is a task. Yeah. Now, see, in sales, 
all these things are bifurcated some somebody has to sit and do prospecting and identify our customers and then once there is we understand that that is these customers these set of customers are uh, our target customers we have to start um, going ahead and uh, uh, doing some intelligence about who are the ones who are looking out for resources or their advertising requirements those are hot leads and we have to go ahead with various resources say for example that's when sales guys real i mean the people who are facing the customer will have to go ahead and touch base with their technology partners mm. say you will have so many things like you know uh, in a company they'll have people who will be selling uh, who will be procuring uh, various software licenses yeah. and various tools from the market and there is a lot lot of intelligence available in the market as to what are these people buying what are the kinds of softwares and tools that these guys are buying and what are they buying it for what are their plans and based on that you will get a fair idea about what is their need in terms of services or in terms of solutions so based on that intelligence you go to the customer with your solution architects with a ready solution saying that we have understood this about you and this is the solution we have for you what do you think about it so the customer will definitely be, will will be like uh, astounded about like the kind of time that we have spent about them the intelligence that we have gathered about them and then he'll know that he this guy is have already worked on our, on our requirement and uh, they'll definitely offer us an opportunity to go ahead and share their requirement further <clears throat> and then at least we'll be in a place where we'll be competing with the uh, you know people whom they are evaluating and then you start working on relationships you 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 do all that is required to have a proper cemented relationship and go ahead and work on closures yeah but uh, this is about uh, you know uh, understanding the customer behavior as as we yeah. all say and uh, you know understanding how the the consumer pattern like consumer behavior and everything so but i wanted to ask you the different side of thing for example um, uh i have a product in hand but what are some of the things that i should know as a sales person uh about that product about those uh, you know services that we, we are selling kind of uh, you know so w- w- i mean primarily i have seen sales people uh, do not kind of uh, focus on that much like why we are doing this wh- why there's a need in the market they get some information just uh, you know superficial information about a product and then just uh, head to the market and see where uh, they have no see so that that question i missed out basically i thought of what are the techniques that uh, sales persons use but generally um, first and foremost things for any sales guy i mean anybody is he should believe in his product mm-hmm. so to believe in his product he has to do a deep dive into what are what is that customer what is your product or what is your service and whose problem is this product and service solving yeah and what is the kind of difference it's making to an organization or a person who is having some responsibility in an organization yeah. how, how how are we mitigating the any problem for him if we are clear on that only then we can take it to the market so whoever develops a product or creates a service services uh, offering has to be clear before even taking it to the market he has to be clear why is he developing that product whose problem is his services solving he has to first convince his sales team and his marketing team as to whether uh, he, uh, they are clear about what are they whom are they going after without that i mean there is it's meaningless exercise both for the sales guys as well as the marketing team and the organization itself organization itself will suffer without having a proper knowledge on what they are doing they are not clear about whom they are doing and what what they are solving they are just having a product i mean there are thousands of products like that in the market but you need to know whom whose problem what you are selling because today market is extremely sharp 
they i mean anybody even who comes with a very smallest of smallest basic product also will showcase their niche and showcase their capability in such a way that the product will be sought after so i think for the sales guy he should be first convinced about his product and services and he should be very confident and he should take that attitude to the market saying that he believes in his product and his product is the best in the world yeah without that the sales team will get uh, it doesn't take too much time for the sales team to lose hopes right so now we are uh, you know discussing this consumer behavior so i would uh, you know very i would be interested to know what are your experiences while dealing with uh, people in india and people abroad um, i think uh, mostly nowadays companies are selling in the us so maybe we can take us as a case study so i mean what are your experiences like how would you kind of compare the consumer pattern here and uh, abroad for example in us um in the us um, and or in the in or in india uh, i feel when you're selling a solution or when you're selling a product and if it is if it involves um decision making for a large scale like a company no one would decide over the phone for sure it is impractical to um, you know assume that we will be able to closing we will be able to close deals over the phone when it comes to you know um, you know change of infrastructure or approach to bringing a technology in and services in there has to be a real face going and meeting the customer else that's it is it is uh, i mean you are you are setting yourself uh, something which is uh, you know unrealistic goals and uh, uh, definitely um, um the customers wherever across the globe are the same see uh, anybody for that matter would want the best of products for the lowest of prices as low as possible and uh, uh, they want to understand the complete features how it works yeah what are the things involved completely in depth so uh, wherever it is they will take their time to take a decision and they will evaluate on a certain basis um but i feel um in the us uh they are open to pocs paid pocs whereas in india uh, the only difference i see is they would expect a poc from you without without any costs involved they want you to prove your product here because that is an ab- abundance of offerings here in the market here resources are abundantly available so definitely customer has the options it's not the same case in the us your resources are expensive in the us and they cannot uh, you know it's unrealistic yeah i mean which is why india has become a hub of uh, it now so yeah. you know people are developing here and then they are selling out there yeah right so um now when you're working in sales uh, there will be a lot of uh, incidents where you need to collaborate with different things so uh, different people different teams and all those things so Uh, mostly i guess sales work with uh, marketing a lot so um, there is a you know um, very uh, love and hate relationship as, as they say with sales and marketing yeah and sales guys will have their own strategy and marketing people will come and they will they will they would want you to go in a particular manner to get some deals or you know uh, sell the sell your product so yeah and most of the times uh, like even i have experience as a marketer that uh, you know the the main problem appears here where the sales and marketing team cannot work together so what are your experiences uh, you know in terms of uh, dealing with marketing and how do you think uh, sales affect uh, that part also uh, see uh, depend see if if we are selling products like microsoft oracle sap and oems like uh, marketing has very little role to play they will have very little block Well, except for organizing events, okay, or maybe um, uh, taking uh, our capabilities 
to the market and advertising that okay but when there is a niche product involved when there are niche services involved and then when there is transformation services or uh, you know uh, big decision making uh, infrastructure changes that is required which is involved when we are selling the, those kind of things what happens is it is extremely important for marketing teams to define a marketplace where the sales team have to go after they because that is that is the main uh, job of the marketing team and the head of market marketing to define who are our customer base where is the market for our product and services and where should the resources and efforts of sales team be invested when they directed there then the sales team will use their skill sets to explore those markets to tap into those markets and there are various uh, things intelligences that the inter, uh, that the marketing teams can offer to the sales team which is will be very complimentary in terms of knowing the pulse of the customers like who is responding to what our what kind of messaging that we do and what kind of advertising that we do what are the views that we are getting what are the clicks that we are getting and who is more keen on us uh, those are some of the cream informations which may which may lead to some very hot leads for sales teams so um, but uh, there, there is a definitely there is an issue of communication between sales and marketing most of the times when they are not working together so yeah. how do you think that uh, they should improve that i mean you raised a good point that they should uh, marketing should um, you know give more information and then sales should kind of act on it but what are some of the things that you have in mind uh, you know or you ask your marketing team to kind of give some inputs so that uh, that can be resulted into a fruitful uh, conversation with the customer so usually um, uh, i would uh, ask the marketing team to go ahead and give us when when they go ahead and do uh, email blasts when they go ahead and identify a list of uh, you know prospects to go after or a market to go after they'll do a various activities they go ahead and send out brochures they do emails and they also upload uh, they go ahead and uh, um, do a lot of uh, linkedin activities so within uh, and they will also do a lot of work in the uh, groups in linkedin they advertise capabilities of our company in various uh, platforms and there will be response from various customers various prospects in across all these platforms so i only expect our marketing teams to go ahead and give me that intelligence on the response to our activities and i would go back i would also uh, go back to our sales team and tell them what has been the response to the intelligence that they have given us so that we work in tandem as to we we together have done this and this is the outcome so that marketing can also explore and experiment and we can also explore and you know uh, try different things to you know uh, get more customers on board right so i mean good point that you know people will definitely find it helpful that um, how marketing and sales team should uh, work uh, in a business environment uh, but uh, bhanu uh, as a sales professional you must be uh, there will be uh, you know there must have been some incidents where uh, you could have you you might might have felt a little frustrated that i'm doing everything but there's uh, no one or there's no sale happening or things like that so in these uh, you know crucial times it's very important uh, to keep yourself motivated so what yeah. are some of the things that uh, you kind of uh, you know have thought yourself or maybe you apply in your life so that it doesn't affect your own performance uh, and at the same time uh, you don't get frustrated a lot so some of the things that i have defined for myself is um, see um, um especially uh, in a place uh, where um sales guys are calling cold customers i mean customers where there is no connect connect whatsoever yeah there the focus of the sales guy should be more on his discipline he has to make uh, x amount of calls from the beginning of the day to uh, before lunch time mm -hmm. and then from post lunch to end of day and end of day to uh, spill over to the day 
there'll be some uh, time periods where customers will be free to discuss how punctual you are in calling and how you set your reminders and ensure you you do those calls and finish the cycle of seven calls seven touches and and how uh, how you think through and send out emails each time you call and leave a message to the customer and how quickly you can be more creative in sending those emails and this discipline is more important than the outcomes during times when you don't get connects and when you don't have any uh, you know a response these are the parameters you should start measuring yourself okay yeah that's a good thing i mean then looking at your numbers in terms of how many you converted how many you have had on board how many people you are speaking to i think these are the parameters you should start you know uh, uh, grading yourself and uh, start uh, sharpening yourself and get better better here because these are controllables your metrics your discipline your calling patterns your customer meetings and uh, your experimental emails and uh, the number of meetings you direct meetings you have with your customers and then how many demos you do and uh, how many uh, uh, you know uh, behaviors you have identified during the demo see during the demo the customer will say his uh, uh, sales cycle is uh, his decision making uh, time is in in 3 months or 4 months and during the course of the demo he might get impressed and say in a, in a week's time i'll get back to you so those are the things you should be sharply be able to identify what is happening what is the change in response so those are the things i think uh, but as i said when you are in challenging times your own discipline is what you got to focus on than focusing on the customer outcomes because those are unpredictables yeah but but while following this uh, how do you think uh, is the cooperation from the leadership is important here right i mean uh, while they are doing their best they would also expect the same cooperation from their leaderships and most importantly uh, you know as a sales is a very target driven job um, leadership uh, i have felt that uh, they don't support their sales team that much and uh, they they want uh, a lot of things from them uh, with with less resources so how do you deal with these situations i mean uh, See, those... at the same time oh, sorry to cut you there yeah i mean i totally understand um, the situations that you are dealing with because i have come across so but i see that mature organizations okay um they understand the sales cycle very well and they will define it to you in the beginning of the role itself if you are selling licenses they'll set you a certain certain timelines as to how soon you have to start working and getting leads and closing if you are selling a different niche technology or niche services there is a tot- that's a t- different totally different ball game huge organizations take time to close one customers these days because it's huge because and customers also take a lot of time to decide none of the customers today we ourselves are not taking decisions immediately today if we want to do a change in our sim on our phone or if you want to change your, your internet at home it is not a, a you know a decision that is taken over a phone call or a month definitely you will ponder over it you will like evaluate the three months uh, billing <laughs> you will see how were the other plans and you will take feedback from so many other friends who are using that so many things happen i mean it is not a quick decision for sure whereas if it is licensing or if you are doing something transactional they will just have evaluation like five people they'll call out for a tender they'll tell them to go ahead and showcase their offerings and uh, what is the price advantage there it's all basically on price but when it comes to services and selling niche products it's a differently totally different ball game altogether and the customer dwells upon it and then there is a lot of other things also involved about not only product and services it will also to do with relationship and how you go meet the customer what kind of impression you impress upon him and then uh, uh, how many times you meet him outside and offer him what kind of uh goodies is also a huge decision you know changing activity altogether absolutely so yeah um, so as i as i told you uh, mature organizations are 
are very clear about what their sales cycles are and how soon they want their uh, sales guys to perform and what are the activity i mean what are the activities they expect from a sales guy yeah. all mature organizations are they are more detrimental uh, detrimental about and judgmental about activities than outcomes mm. they will judge you on how many meetings you have done how many uh, you know demos you have done who are the decision makers you have met that will be the judgmental part because that is the kind of effort that you will be putting in as a sales guy today yeah the key lies i mean whatever i understood is the key lies in uh, you know measuring the efforts and not outcomes i mean that's that's what it is yeah what is the kind of discipline you are holding how are you yeah. going to the market with what kind of activities you are bringing in so that that is that holds the key right so um now there's a you know different age of digital transformation i mean i think a first phase of digital transformation has um, is now done and we are into the other phase of digital transformation so how do you think sales evolving in coming years what are some of the trends that you are looking for i mean artificial intelligence is something that you know everybody is talking about everyone is going crazy about it so what are you know other trends that you have already seen uh, coming it into the market in sales and uh, how they're changing the entire sales territory uh, see some of the i mean uh, um huge uh, differences that has come i feel is uh, the customer knows a lot about you before even you call him the moment yeah. you make a sales call and tell him that you want to have a call with him to do a demo he would have more information than what you go ahead and do on the demo and what you talk to him and what you offer him during the demo will be the key for your next conversation because what you want to just say, talk about your organization is you would have already it's already there online but what you offer him during the demo like you offer him some uh, trial or you offer him a demo service which he may not get during online or something else which may bridge a conversation further take it further maybe that will be the key thing and in this era today in the technology era today i feel the human touch will make a huge difference in sales because see so many products today are getting sold without any human touch and there is um, and people take a long time to evaluate in this process they keep checking they don't know say for example today if you want to buy a car half the people don't want to change their car because they don't know what are the new technologies that are coming they don't know should they go for a petrol car which is high end and then tomorrow if electricity electric cars come in we don't know what's going to happen fuel prices are shooting up should we take this call or should we stick i mean should we go if we go with the new technology what are the threats and if there is a new good sales guy he can convert such things because there is a need for a big car there is a need for a change of car but it's just that someone who has to show them confidence that new technology or old old uh, petrol car whichever is it i mean someone is who is good at convincing is only the you know in between that decision yeah, and that's where sales it. guys yeah that's where sales guys can really make a difference in terms of bringing that human touch understanding the customer telling him that he understands your situation and then gives you a platter of to take a decision in such a way that you sell his product <laughs> so yeah i i think as sales guys we have to hone our i mean sharpen our uh, you know empathy and uh, customer service skills uh, to make a difference in the coming days is what i my opinion about overall sales because rest all will be taken i mean rest all analytics and all these uh, cutting edge skills will be taken over by tech but the only thing that will really where you can make an impact will be the human human touch that you can offer you can show up in front of the customer and impress upon him and show him make it make it a difference you go that extra mile to be there for him that itself will bring in a huge difference is what my opinion is showing that empathy is now i think a key going forward yeah yes yeah so um i mean uh, we have been talking about the sales and you know how you figure out the challenges and what are the techniques and what not so what uh, what are some of the resources that you follow like what are are there any books are there any mentors that you follow uh, you know for uh, you know 
as you said, honing your skills, uh, sales skill, um, like what are some of the resources that people should follow? Definitely. Uh, so uh, there are few books which I uh, continuously uh, read again and again uh, because uh, uh, you tend to explore so many new things in a book after when you continuously read it, read it again and again. Um, since I told you, like you know, discipline is something which uh, is I feel is a huge support in any profession yeah. and sales especially. I recommend uh, um, Atomic Habits by James Clear. It is an amazing book, not only for sales guys, for every person to hone their skills. And uh, there are two other books which are extremely good uh, for sales guys. One is Influence. And um, let me just tell you what is the name of the book. Uh, I mean, the name of the author. His name is uh, it's Robert Caldini. And the name of the book is Jim Influence. And the last book that I would recommend is uh, for um, you know people who are starting their career in selling and sales is uh, Snap Selling. And it's written by uh, Jill Conrath. So these are the books that I continuously read again and again. And uh, I sharpen my skills. Uh, that is one of the things that I would like to say. And uh, secondly, um, I follow a lot of, uh, I mean, I follow in Twitter uh, a lot of people who uh, recommend AI tools and uh, these the, I mean in the coming age so a sales guy who is very, very successful will be the one who is, who is able to use uh, AI proficiently right right not even he should just do. a sales guy whoever uh, is you know good at leveraging that AI technology I think yeah. uh, even sales will yeah, and uh, see, say for example, um, the time that you take to uh, compose a mail, think through and compose a mail from scratch, compared to you uh, trying it out on uh, copy.ai or uh, chat GPT is much faster. I mean, you can just frame the skeleton of the mail and quickly polish it as per your need and immediately shoot it out. Right. And that gives a lot of help for a sales guy, basically. And if he wants to do, um, basically, look up for a uh, market leaders in certain technology or industry, ask 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 these AI uh, uh, prompts quickly. They will go ahead and give you go after whom whom to go after, and then a lot of strategies also they can advise you. So that way, yeah, I think. I follow use Twitter also, and I think everyone should use Twitter. is one of my favorite tools to log whatever I do every day. Few things that I do, yeah. I'm surprised that uh, you haven't uh, you know spoken about LinkedIn a lot because uh, that is something. See, yeah, LinkedIn. Uh, yeah, LinkedIn is is good, but uh, I feel it. These are all uh, tools of the yesteryear now. <laughs> I mean, it's it's now taken for granted. If you're having a LinkedIn, yeah, but I feel wherever you are, whichever social media you are in, be it LinkedIn, be it your Insta or be it your uh, Skype or I'm sorry, uh, your Twitter, you have to build your followers. I mean, the number of followers you have on the social media will define your capability as a sales guy. How many people you can reach with one post? It will define your strength. Yeah. So I feel go ahead and reach out to as many people as possible, post meaningful stuff that has makes sense to you and you feel that it can make a difference to everyone in your fraternity and uh, you know try to have that uh, you know rapport cause is what I feel. Yeah, I mean uh, now that uh, you have raised the question of you know power of uh, networking, I mean it's it's huge. Like if you have a network of people, then I think uh, in this day and age you can do whatever you. Yeah. So, uh, what are some of the interpersonal skills that you would recommend, you know, to, to kind of make good relationships? Uh, see, uh, 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 one of the uh, main thing is um, whenever you're sharing any content or you're, sh uh, you're sharing anything, make sure uh, it is verified and look at um, sharing content that, uh, that might be useful to people. 
and see whoever is ruling the uh, you know uh, social media today and who are trusted out are people who are so, who are showing showing solutions for uh, basic things in life or basic things in profession so and just share reliable information that is the first step for building good relationships and um, uh, maybe uh, i mean I, this i'm talking about virtually and uh, avoid uh, getting into i mean avoid taking uh, political affiliations virtually that can definitely harm you i mean do not showcase your political affiliations anywhere virtually because it will definitely affect your uh, you know your credibility and relationships because you never know who is having what kind of affiliation and uh, what how it will affect your career or your relationships one has to today in today's age one has to be extremely cautious about showcasing one's own political affiliations is another tip i might want to say and um, lastly um, i would like to say be real do not put up anything uh, don't yield to fads be what you are and uh, i mean that itself will get you a lot of you know good relationships and result in a lot of you know uh, beneficial contacts is what i feel yeah yeah that that's a good advice <clears throat> now uh, i mean we are coming to the end of this podcast uh, i know that uh, you are uh, not just a sales person you have a lot of hobbies like bird watching and what not so what are your plans now banu uh, from here on uh so yeah my um my, uh, there are two uh, passion I'm, i'm passionate about two things in life one is sales the other is uh, conservation i mean i believe in wildlife conservation and uh, giving back to nature like because whatever we use on a day to day basis i mean anything anything that we think of today is straight coming out of the out of nature's lap she is serving us with all the raw material to shape up our lives and make it more comfortable so it, it is our duty to give it back in some or the other form so i i take up uh, uh, i conduct walks um and i do it free of cost for people and i help them and uh, take them people out on walks to identify trees get familiarized with what they see around them maybe watching birds i tell them to i help them identify birds i help them to uh, understand how nature works how the cycle of nature is how what what is climate change what is global warming and uh, what are what should be our priorities as citizens in terms of nature and uh, how it affects the gdp and how it affects the finance of a country and how a country is valued in terms of the natural resources it holds so i apart from uh, you know uh, apart from say excuse me apart from working i i think i do this as a passion this, this is what i would like yeah. to do for the rest of my life definitely i mean all the best for uh, whatever you want to do in life and uh, thanks for your time i know it's uh, quite late for you but uh, thanks again uh, for joining no i thank you project thank you so much for the opportunity you provided and i look forward to many more conversations in the future yeah i hope uh, it is it was beneficial to you and your audience absolutely yeah yeah thank you thank you so much thank you project yeah Good night.